Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Book a dream holiday in Western Australia and experience a new level of luxury with Qatar Airways. Discover premium wines in the Margaret River region, where towering forests meet turquoise oceans, and sunny Perth, where you'll enjoy not just fine wine, but fine dining too. But before your adventure begins, savour signature delicacies made with seasonal ingredients on the multiple award-winning Qatar Airways, where you'll experience the exceptional. Visit qatarairways.co.uk slash Perth for more information. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. Big week this week on Dish because Dish is one year old. Oh, what have you bought me? Can you believe it? Where's my present? There's no gift, Angela. What's the point? Well, well, I think that what we shouldn't do, don't do gifts, but I do think that we do need to celebrate it. Okay. And I think that we should celebrate it by having a night out with everyone. Yes. Don't you think? Done. Where are we going? Well, we could go to one of yours. Could go one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want you to be like, feel weird because everyone will be like, the boss is here. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah. We could go Let's to go a Burmese. Let's go pub round here. Yeah. yeah. Pub round Well, can here. we go to one of yours? Yeah, we could go to a Burmese one. Then we can all sit outside if it's a nice night. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Also, we won't have sloppy service. Would Not that you ever would in a Murano property. I don't know if they have their moments but occasionally. <laughs> When you're there, it's going to be tip top, that, isn't it? Tip top. Tip top. top. Uh, well, it's our birthday, so thanks for listening, everybody, for a year now. Amazing. Thank you so much. And all your comments, all your tweets, retweets of Nick's tweets yeah. and my tweets. And your tweets. Lots of tweets and tweets. And the questions yes. and the listening and the nice messages um, means a lot. So thank you. Thanks yes. for listening. And what's funny is today that our birthday, but the day that we recorded this, is actually our guest's birthday. Um, hey, Holly's been on. Hi there. Huge fan of your podcast and I've been lucky enough to enjoy some of Angela's delicious food at Limewood. And me too, Holly. So I can absolutely imagine how good the food is. Truly is really good. Not even saying it. You think I'm lying every week. No, I don't. I don't. It it's just banging. you always go, this is really, you always sound surprised. No, but it's because what you make is simple Oh, you don't but expect... tastes to... oh. delicious. Okay, all right, I'll let you off. Let Do you know off. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like fish and veg. I've done that. Not like that. <laughs> Holly says, you're both a match made in podcasting heaven. And I love listening and laughing along to you both. Thanks, Holly. There was one particular dessert I had. And to this day, about five years later, I still reminisce about Angela's dessert. It was some sort of honey and milk tart. I've often tried looking for a similar recipe, but to no avail... She wants to recreate it herself. Is there any way you'd be prepared and willing to share the recipe, Angela? I would love you even more. Honey and milk tart. Do you remember this? I think she's talking about either a salted caramel tart Mm -hmm. or she's talking about a muscovado tart. Mm. So a muscovado tart is like a vanilla tart. So it's a set cream based tart. But then we've put a caramel sort of muscovado flavouring through it. Mm. I think that's what she's talking about because I don't, really remember honey and sort of milk tart but that's what I think she meant. And is the Muscovado tart easy or is that no it's not? Uh, No it's it's not not easy it's just it's pastry which always makes things a little bit more complicated 
But you make your pastry case or buy your pre-made pastry and then you just need to make sure you cook that enough and then it's that judgment of knowing when the tart's cooked because everyone will shake and think, oh, it's not cooked and actually it is and then you take it out. But then if you leave it five or ten minutes longer, it's scrambled. Oh, we don't want scrambled egg tart. Or just come back to Limewood. Yeah, just you know, do that. The answer is holiday, yeah. eat out. Yeah, eat out. Come back to yeah, Limewood or, or I'll get to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it tastes lovely. quite similar. Very excited about our guest today, Ruby Wax, who I feel quite nervous about meeting and interviewing Ruby Wax. You've never met Ruby? Never met no. Ruby. Have you met Ruby? She was at the Connaught years and years ago with... I think Jennifer Saunders, I'm pretty sure Nigella Lawson, there was three of them there and they were doing some private interview for something. So I met her right, I mean, she will not remember that, years and years and years ago. But yeah, she's formidable. She really super is. Super smart, mm-hmm. super intelligent, that, you know, met everyone and mm-hmm. anyone. She met Trump for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Very sharp and very yeah. funny yes. as well. And very honest. Yeah, I think she might take the mickey a bit, mm-hmm. but that's fine. That's fine, we can handle it. I'm with you all day, I'm used to that. We can handle it. <laughs> but yeah, I Ruby, I remember being like omnipresent on the telly. Yeah. And like me and my mum really loving her. Yeah. And making sort of really like groundbreaking telly. Like I'd never sort of seen anyone so... She was shocking. Yeah. But that was what brilliant. was brilliant, yeah. I can't wait to meet her. Today, very excited and delighted to welcome our guest on the day of their birth, no less. She is a comedian, author and mental health campaigner. And also I feel like someone who tops the list, you know, and you get asked that really uninspired question. <laughs> who do you have around for dinner? I feel like everyone would say, no. Ruby Wax! Thank you. Um, well, happy birthday, Ruby Wax. Yeah. Do you like a fuss on your birthday? No, I no. don't even want to mention it. Yeah. Here on a regular day is Ruby Wax. <laughs> yeah, Ruby. Yeah. So it's not your birthday today? Not at all. No. 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 You're welcome. I know. I don't um, believe in that. <laughs> we've made you a, a alcohol-free mimosa or a take on a mimosa. Yeah. To start with, she's like raspberry, pummeled. Hummel. Orange juice Pummels. and alcohol-free sparkling wine. Right. So yeah. cheers. 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 But cheers. not for any No, not for any reason. No, it's just no. a day. Just a day. Yeah. Oh, that is good. Oh, that's Sweet. really good. Mm. Yeah. That I like good. how you get those things in, you know, there's like many sensations on your tongue. <laughs> it's like an orgy of sensations. Mm. Thank there's you. And it's all going mm. on. It's Sharp all happening there. In there. Everything. So how's life? What's been going on, Ruby Wax? You really want to know? I came back from Japan last <laughs> night after 16 hours. Wow. And look at me. You look Fresh fantastic. as a day. You really do. Really? I'm not even kidding. In an hour, I'm going to be out conscious, <laughs> out dribbling on whatever you give me to eat. How was Japan? How Japan's she? fine. She's <laughs> yeah, fine and yeah, she sends her love. Yeah. yeah, I've not seen her. She gives great massage and you take baths with other people. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. that to you, I was a little weirded out. <laughs> Did you get all your slippers right, though? No, they're huge and you end yeah. up falling flat on your face. Yeah. I've sucked in so hard. I mean, my <laughs> cervix is in my mouth. You, yeah. It was a hike through the yeah. middle of, so it was went from Tokyo to Kyoto. So my feet hurt a little bit and I threw up on the bullet train. You know, it's supposed to be so fun. You yeah. cannot see telegraph poles going like this. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. It's like G-force. You are sort of back wow. a bit. Yeah. How long yeah. are you out there? Two weeks. Oh, wow. Just yeah. walking? Well, walking some. I don't usually walk oh. in my life because my legs are very short. They scuttle. So I did maybe three days, okay. four days of walking. 
fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Amazing trip. Because you love though. Japan, don't you? Man? I you love always Japan. rave about Japan. It, it, and we're going there in a couple of years again for like, you know, three weeks. And we're going to do more outside. I went with my mum years ago to the bath. And because, you know, very rare people speaking English back then, so it was probably about 15 years ago. They don't speak English now. And the, the slippers, she but was always sh- being shouted at because she had the wrong slippers <laughs> on in these baths. But I learned to do the geisha thing. Did you? I put rubber bands on my feet and I'd scuttle. Wow. Yeah, they really weren't impressed. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really insulting. But me and Neil used to do, because you watched the Larry David, I don't know whether you did, the one where it's the good bow uh-huh. and the shit bow, and Neil and I were going... That's a good bow. Good bow. It's not so good, that bow. Yeah. Oh, you gave reviews. <laughs> yeah, we're giving like, mm, yeah. I don't know, give me a better bow. I give reviews to the people who do the safety instructions oh. on the plane, like attitude. <laughs> yeah. And oh. the whistleblowing was not, is not an A-list. Yeah. yeah. yeah I give criticism to them. Yeah. I think you might do that to us after More this. More enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. I like it when they really go for it on the yeah. plane, when they're not like, many dedicated. Times, yeah. They're not really, they're very like, that's fine. No, no, but if you get, you know, somebody who's of the gay persuasion, yes. they really know how to give it. Yeah, they yeah. can do oh, a yeah. show. It's a they do a show. We, <laughs> they swagger those hips. When they talk about sliding down on the rev, they get really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your heels. They're like, never. Never. <laughs> how dare you? Um, well, thank you for coming straight from Japan to Dish. And yeah. um, not joking, like, you know, I feel like someone that people would love to have round at dinner is Ruby Wax, me included. I loved you growing up watching on the telly. See, me, everybody, me what, what do you, you know, how old was I? They all go, my grandmother loved no! you. And I, go, no! I said, come on, I was a fetus. Come no, on. I, I get that. I get, can I have a picture? My mum loves Yeah. You. I get that. It's so upsetting. I'm always like, your mum's 25? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I really, really, really was really obsessed with you. So today I did feel quite nervous about. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. But um, the, the thing of having people around at dinner, we were saying that's always a question that's asked, like, who mm. would you have around for dinner? Mm. But you must have gone to weird dinners that were like dream dinner parties. You know, like, you must have had dinner with all kinds of Well, I, the people. stipulation for doing my shows all those years ago, we'd have to have dinner. Right. So that by the time I started interviewing, we were intimate. Yeah. yeah. So that was in the deal. Was there anyone that you really noticed at dinner? Like, oh, that's a weird dinner. Because I went to dinner at Simon Cowell's house once. I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, it's like Judge's house. And he's like, darling, it is a Judge's house. But he was like, you went in the garden and had dinner around a table that was surrounded by fire. Did he light it with his cigarette? I bet he was like, yeah, I think it's yeah, he like, warm. He loves smoking. He could sell stuff. But I felt like when the people go and they're, they're auditioning to be on the X Factor and you had to sit opposite him intimidating um, but he loves like really simple food which I love like school dinners so the lawn is on fire but you're eating like, like peanut butter yeah. yeah or like sausage and mash yeah, or yeah, like yeah. cottage pie what yeah. did you have I, th- I think we had like a shepherd's pie or a cottage pie like a normal yeah. and then later on when everyone was like you got to like you know one in the morning and everyone wanted a snack someone made like ham and cheese sandwiches and hula hoops like really like sort yeah. of like kiddie food Every in this like dramatic stuff. environment like hula hoops over a moat. Yeah, get <laughs> That's yeah. exciting. Do you know who Elaine Stritch is? No. She was very famous. She was in all these Stephen Sondheim musicals. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Right. She sang that and uh-huh. was very famous and was in films. A yeah. real tough broad. Oh. And she was on my show, so we had dinner. Yeah. And I was mentioning I was on some show and she said, 
I don't know what you're talking about. And then I said it again. And she was a heroine of mine. Yeah. I said, um, I tried to say the story again, thinking maybe, you know, I was mumbling. And I, she went, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jump cut. I'm saying it over and over. I don't know what you're talking about. She said every pronounce, I don't know what you're talking about. And it went on and on. And then she mumbled a little bit and said, I'm a diabetic. And I, and she was having a fit. So a man was going by with the smoked salmon in the triangles of yeah. brown bread. So I grabbed a handful and I stuffed it down her throat until she was just a wall of brown bread. And then I realized she was choking to death. Elaine Stritch was choking to death. So I had to reach down her gullet and pull out the bread. Oh and then she, I had to get her, her insulin and like shoot her up. Oh anyway, then the next day she was on my show. And I said, can we please Alive reenact that? Can still. we reenact that event? <laughs> um, Angela, a wonderful platter of food has wow. arrived. Spiced roasted cauliflower with pomegranate, chickpeas, and potato. Delicious. That's Are you hungry? You know, I'll eat anything you put in front of me, mm -hmm. really. Perfect. Thank you. You're a great guest. That's Thank what, you. Is that enough? That's Are you enough good for there? me. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'll have a little bit as and well. And so you'll Hamish, hear me on. chew and speak? That's yeah, a yeah. 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 Like that. yeah, there's a... Uh, yeah. People really enjoy it. Thank you. Oh, this is good. Mm. So you'll tell me how you make it and I glaze over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's what Nick does the all the time. Oh, are you going to give us the recipe? Yeah, we can on. find it on Waitrose. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Waitrose.com slash dish recipe. Oh, sorry, I've interrupted. Yeah, yeah don't Do worry. Do we say Waitrose a lot? Yeah, <laughs> well, as much as we want. We could go, Waitrose like I have Tourette's yeah. or something. <laughs> that would be really good. Just come Wait. out of my... Waitrose. Yeah, well, yeah this is good. yummy. What do you like to eat, Ruby? What's your favourite sort of food? This is my favourite sort mm. of food. Right. When it's like a mishmash. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And chicken bones. I eat the whole thing. No, you do not. Give me a bone, it'll go straight down. <laughs> no, I gnaw, you and my grandmother do did. Not. No, I gnaw on that sucker, and then it's gone in, at dinner parties. I always say, just take the meat off and give me the bone. bone. Yeah. How do people react? And how to long that? are we talking? Is this like an, a good no, few I hours? I can get or it down it pretty quick. Oh, wow. I'm, and if it's like a steak or something, I'll huddle in the corner and eat it like, you know, an animal. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We should like have done I'd love we to watch that. We should just have a big steak with it on the bone. I've yeah. done that. You know who is a mate of yours who I always see do who? that? It's Nigella. I've been out to dinner with Nigella. And, and she steak, does that. And she'll just take the bone and just sit there and gnaw away at it. And why is not? Why we not? did it the other day with Prue. We had lamb bones. Oh, yeah, we, we did. Love it. Oh. It's the best part of the animal. You when, know, when you it. scrape your teeth against it. Next Ooh. time we'll just give you a plate of And then of you dig a hole and bury it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is really delicious. I feel like I could make this. Definitely. Easy. Delicious. It's spiced cauliflower and pomegranate salad. If you want to go and make this, then go on waitrose.com forward slash... Waitrose. Waitrose.com <laughs> forward slash dish recipes. Indeed. Is there anything that you need to know if you're listening right now and you're like, do you know what? Ruby Wax has really sold this salad to me. I'm going to make that right now. Yeah. Is there a top tip, Ange? Yeah. So just roast your potatoes first for about 10 minutes, then add your cauliflower, then add your chickpeas, finish roast it all together. It'll be about half an hour roasting. Add your garam masala and then finish it after out the oven with your seasoning, your Pomegranates, a little mm. bit of walnut, yogurt. coriander, and yogurt. yogurt. We're not having a wine, but if you do want a wine, the parent suggestion is a Cav de Beblenheim. You're classy. Thank you. <laughs> Which is uh, nice aromas of pears, it says here, mm. and honey and rich smoky flavours. So quite nice with the sort of Indian spice yeah. that we've got going on in the salad. 
I want to talk to you about the book, but I want to wrap up the telly part before we get on to talking all about your book. Because your show where you did the interviews with everyone, it was like a revisit was on recently on uh-huh. BBC. Was that like at the beginning of the year? Was that on or last year? Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember time. No. Yeah. What made you want to do the, the revisiting of I, the... I didn't. I was in an interview with Louis Theroux. Yes. And he said, why don't they do that? And I said, I'm not going on your show to push that one, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because I've moved on. You know, I got a life Mm -hmm. uh, that I'm more proud of (laughs) (laughs) than the first life. Uh And so he pushed it a little bit. And so they did that. Because I was saying I listened to that podcast of you and Louis. Yeah. I love that interview so much because it was so honest and so interesting. And if you watched Ruby on the telly and loved those interviews, it was just really interesting hearing your perspective on them all. And Louis was like, you should revisit it. And initially you were like, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, he, what a sweet guy to yeah. do that because he was my nemesis for yeah. all the, that time because I thought he took my job and I was quite bitter and angry. And then I had to give him two BAFTAs, not one but two. So I forbade my children to ever use the name Louis. Louis, yeah. it's forbidden. And then uh, and then we went on and I thought, I'm not going to, you know, bullshit. I'm going to just say, listen, I projected this on you. It isn't who you are, but yeah. this is what you represented of taking food out of my mouth and my children's. So I have a bit of a, you know, this is a good chance for me to work it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be authentic is kind of to forgive. And to he was honest. sort of yeah. taken and sent it right back. Yeah. So look what he did. He put the show back up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that was not my mission. Yeah, of no. course. And then how was it? Because, you know, you both had stuff to say to each other on that podcast. How was it like afterwards? Did you chat ever? Do you have a relationship with no, Louis he, now? No, okay, but he did email me uh-huh. and say, I'm going to push this show to put your stuff on. So that's on iPlay. You can, you can watch brilliant. that now. And yeah. It's so brilliant. It really, really is. Um, so let's talk about your book. I'm not as well as I thought I was. Your seventh book, which is Good. out right now. Yeah. Tell us about the book. Oh, God, it's really hard to explain. The premise of the book, when I first pitched it to the publisher, was that I was going to, especially after lockdown, a lot of people said, I want to change my life. I want to give myself something a little deeper. I want to break the same old, same old. So I did that, too. And I thought, I'm going to go on the most extraordinary journeys I can find and see if it inspires me to change my life. So I did that, you know, but it was like a travel book, and it really... You thought, where's she going with this? Even if I wrote it in an Adrian Gill kind of funny way, it's still, it's just journeys. It could have been in any magazine, but what happened coincidentally, and this, what's funny about it is you've kind of got a smile on your face. <laughs> so this is going to take the smile right off. I know it's coming. You know it's I read coming. the Amazon precursor. Right. <laughs> so what happened, which I wasn't expecting, it's, but it, it's kind of in a dark way funny, is that I was looking for meaning and I ended up in a mental institution you know, which imagine my surprise, uh, (laughs) because for 12 years I haven't had a depression. And then suddenly, after a few of these journeys, I got more and more ill. And I'm not using this as a kind of, well, I don't know what I'm using it as, but the book is much better when it's written from a mental institution, because I can be quite funny about it now and dark, you know, because that's the only way to present this kind of stuff. So it's somebody who's in a mental institution who is finding stuff out that I didn't know Mm -hmm. because my shrink said you cannot change medication unless you do trauma work. Right. And I said, I don't have a trauma. You know, that's an Oprah word. Yeah. And it only happens to people who were in war. But 
because he made me see a shrink who did a certain type of thing, I found out something that's really kind of unbelievable. So there's a journey in me, but there were journeys outside too. Mm -hmm. And the two play against each other. So you are getting the journeys I went on, but as seen from somebody in a mental institution. So in a way, there's two stories going on. It's like two running yeah. parallel. But, you know, that's still the stories of yeah. trying to find meaning, trying to find compassion. I went, you know, to get people out of Afghanistan to feel joy. I went swimming with whales as they were migrating. I ended up in a Christian monastery. All of them were really poignant, but something was really wrong really? that was kind of going on underneath. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't well, that something? Yeah, it really is. But it feels like something triggered. I don't know. I, You know, you'll never know chicken or egg. You know, maybe it was time to be ill. And um, this just happened. You can never say, because depression is not um, situation dependent. You can win an Oscar and still feel pretty suicidal. Sure. So just because I was going on these journeys didn't predicate the depression. Mm. Yeah. It's just what a time to happen. Mm. And I mean, part of what would stress anybody out is once I said I want to do this book, I started making them about a week apart. So I'd go on a 31-day silent retreat. And the next week I was doing psilocybin. I didn't, I couldn't go on that particular trip because I got COVID. But then the next trip, I did it as if you were doing a historical program. And you can't go on these heavyweight things and not consolidate what happened. Yeah, of course. But that doesn't give you depression. Yeah. It just means you're crazy for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On these literal journeys, was there a set mission when you were on those journeys? Were you like, I'm searching for... Well, that was a vague thing of, I know what would happen. I've done silent retreats before, but I never did 30 days. Mm. You know something's going to happen, you Mm. know, because it's too daring. Yeah. It could be enlightenment. It could be insanity. I didn't know which one, but it has a remarkable Mm. outcome. If you're trying to get people out of Afghanistan, I went for compassion. I, then I went for um, faith when I went into a Christian mm-hmm. monastery. There were certain things I was looking for that I don't have. I mean, I have a little bit. But meanwhile, I was tripping up yeah. and then ended up in this institution and then didn't just end up there, but somebody took me down the rabbit hole and I find out some stuff. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? It's a good one. It's a juicy one. Yeah. And you're going to take this on tour, the book on tour? Well, the book isn't uh, isn't a show. show. Right. Um, It's a play. Yeah. So there's no similarity between reading a book and somebody acting in a play. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing a David Sedaris where you just get up at a podium and read out your stuff. (laughs) I mean, it's theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you find the writing process, Ruby? Do you, are you someone that writes like all the time and like has to write or do you find it like... I've got a sit no, down it's and grueling. Do this book. It's yeah, like, it's and each yeah. time it's like I'm having a baby, and mm-hmm. you think never again, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're you you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somehow yeah. somebody inseminated <laughs> you in the night. No. But this one was a real, you know, this was it was, you know, those kind of documentaries where it starts off they're just following a guy, and he ends up in the end confessing that he killed somebody. That's a little bit like this uh-huh. book. I started off in one area and then something else happened. Tell us about some of these experiences because some real once-in-a-lifetime things. Well, when you go on a 30-day retreat, and it's not just people thought you were at a spa, but you just shut up, mm-hmm. but it's a vipassana, which means it's 13 hours of meditation a day. So you start at five and then you end at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So it's grueling. And the yeah. first four days you think please tear out my limbs. It's like being in hell. It's doing Iron Man. 
Yeah. So what happens like day one? Day one, they tell you what you can't do, which is you can't uh, have sex, you can't do alcohol or drugs, you can't kill, which was a surprise to me because that's what I went for. <laughs> and then, and then the gong goes and it announces, let's say five o'clock in the morning, that gong goes off and you think you're going to lose. I'm never up at five unless yeah. it's an all nighter. Yeah. And then you start, at, but you have to also do two hours of work. A day, and I mean, it is funny. I went on the dishwashing team. There was two other people, me and an older guy, and she called us. She said, I'll do the easy stuff, and you two elders Ooh. can do the other stuff. And I, luckily, they said no killing because I yes. would have <laughs> throttled her. I would have throttled her. She wouldn't have survived. Uh-uh. <laughs> so in silence, she was doing like kind of um, zen dishwashing to show us how evolved she was, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so I went even slower than her <laughs> to show her how cool I was. Yeah. You know, cuz so we were doing sacred dishwashing. Yeah. But it lasted hours and hours. Yeah. And then she thought, "Oh, maybe she's not such an elder, right?" Mm. And so she gave me a little namaste bow and then right. we walked out and we like gave the finger to that old guy. <laughs> Poor old guy. My mission there, you get little missions, was to make, like, that I'd be her bestie. Yeah. This is all without talking. Yeah. And you realize as you go on, when you're not talking, you start fantasize. You give people parts around you, mm. and you realize you do that in real life, too. Like, maybe you, somebody I know wore that sweater, and they have your eyes, so I start treating you that way. Right, yeah. Because I was sure the guy next to me was in love with me. Right. I never actually saw him. And at the end of 30 days, I said to him, did you ever notice I was there? Because I had a whole thing like that he would catch glimpses of me. Yeah. And then at one point, I found some chocolate on my plate and I thought, he's given it to me. Oh. And let me tell you what I'm wearing. I'm wearing galoshes. I'm wearing a yak hat, <laughs> like a whole thing. I didn't take a bath for like 20 days and I'm thinking he likes me. <laughs> he likes me. So all these fantasies gone. Another person I just hated because she wore purple and I hate her guts. And when you finally do start speaking you got everybody wrong yeah, yeah. and you watch what a mind does when yeah. everything's taken from it like i would go shopping for stones because i i needed to shop so i'd yeah. find like a stone i really liked and i take it home and the next day i'd decide to return it <laughs> so I put it back on the, and you watch what happens when everything's taken from you God. and you're watching yourself. Yeah. But there's teachers, right, yeah. who are making sure you're okay. Yeah. Because you could flip. Yeah. And then after about two weeks, because you're not talking anymore, you, when you eat, you see everybody sitting there with their eyes rolled back and food becomes delicious. Yeah. Because you don't have to go, and what do you do? And so literally people have their eyes rolled back. I broke my silence. I ran into the kitchen and said, how did you make this egg? And they said, with an egg <laughs> and boiling water because I'd never, t and a digestive, yeah. I took a little bite and then I saved it, saved it. Oh. You're, really, you're tearing from yeah. granola yeah. and you taste everything in there. That's not an expression you would have ever thought you'd say. And me, I'm not saying that it stays like that, then you'll get hell again, then it goes out again, then you suddenly are watching an ant and you're tracking it, going all the way up the train, all, and your hours go by. You're yeah. fascinated. And gradually, your mind, it's like arm wrestling. Mm -hmm. One of the arms goes down, and your brain starts to rest. Yeah. Because it's like you battled it to death. And so there's moments of just ecstasy. You know, it's wow. probably why people do certain drugs. Sure. Because you get that 
flat yeah. line. I mean, your voice suddenly comes in and goes, you idiot, call Eckhart Tolle and tell him how present you are. <laughs> Hi, Eckhart, yeah. it's me, Ruby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whatever. Yeah, the minute you think about that you're evolved, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. So you're really trained to don't hold on to it. You know, let it go, let it go, let it go. Mm-hmm. But then there are moments where you feel things you'd never get in real life. Yes. And by the time you leave, you're weeping because you love them so much. Yeah. And you've never spoken to them. Yeah. You're oh. weeping and saying, can we stay in touch? Yeah. You've never said a word. word. Yeah. But this is a community that really support each other. Yeah. And you're closer to them than you are people that you yapped at. Yeah. Wow. So um, I left and just you were uplifted. And then the last day I got a note from my agent. You're always looking for your name on the bulletin board in case there's a crisis. So um, there was my name the last day on the board, meaning go to the office. You can talk. So I went to the office and I said, what, what? And they gave me an email from my agent saying, in 24 hours, we've accepted a potato chip or crisp ad for you because it's really lucrative. 24 hours later, and I was going to go, how dare you? Do you know how evolved I am? (laughs) But they said, your husband agreed. It's really lucrative. (laughs) And so I said, I'll take it. Now, you don't get on a plane in that condition. (laughs) Would you do it again, the silent retreat? I've never done a month again, but but I I do it every morning. Yeah. And I've done two weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know, a month is pretty grueling. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. And you do um, something which I guess is maybe easier for people listening than doing a silent month is the cold water therapy. Cold water swimming. Oh, yeah. yeah. But do you do that every day? Is that like no, a practice? No, I can't. I can't find yeah. any water. Oh. Yeah, where am I going? You wouldn't go up to the heath or something. It too, takes too, too long, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I've done it. Mm. And I don't know why because this is a woman who, you know, I wouldn't get in a pool if it was slightly cold, but it's addictive. Yeah. You get a hit. Have you done it? I have done it. I didn't get the hit. Oh, like, you get a hit. My friend does oh. it and she like loves it and she's like all energized. I, 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 I mean, I, it, they, yeah. you could find out that it gives you heart attacks in a little while, but it does give you a buzz. Yeah, it a bit does. Of a buzz. Your whole skin feels like tingly. I've done it whenever, like you, if there's cold water. If there's water, cold I'll water, I'll get it. I did it in Norway. Did you break the ice? We're not, it wasn't that bad, but I did go in. And the only way to go in, I think, was backflip in. Because I thought oh, if you start oh, going. Big gymnastics, too. You've got to. Are you doing a backflip and you can make cauliflower? <laughs> so, Ruby's book available right now. And of course, tickets as well. If there's any left, I feel like there won't be. Okay. Um, uh, Ruby, you're going to be on tour from September 14th all around the UK. All around the UK. How do you enjoy a tour? I love a tour. Do you? Yeah. And do you enjoy like tour life? Like the I love tour life. Yeah. yeah. I like going to the hotel, mm-hmm. but I don't ask for fancy ones. You don't? I like the ordering the food up. Yeah. And then sometimes I wake up and I'm smeared in chocolate. Mm. <laughs> smeared. So my favorite thing is just mm. sitting there and t- that's my happy place. That's your place. Yeah. Hey, please, can we come and see you when you do the London show? Me and Ange. It is going to be at the Soho Theatre. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I love please, that place. Let's go. Oh, yeah, please. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. We'll bring the cauliflower. Yeah. We'll bring you some snacks. <laughs> I'll bring the free book. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ruby, we get to the end of the show question right now. I have a question here sealed in this envelope that neither Angela nor I have seen. Uh-huh. You can open this question and read it to yourself. If you want to read it aloud and you want to take the jeopardy, then you will win a goodie bag. If you don't want to, that's fine. We'll just keep the goodie bag. Yeah. Okay. 
oh, I won't get this. Okay. <laughs> so the question is, so Ruby, to win a Waitrose goodie bag, you must identify this extremely random mystery voice. Hello, Ruby. It's been a long time since we spoke. 35 years, I'd say. We could have had a professional liaison, but it wasn't to be. Any idea? I'm only 35, so she's lying. <laughs> All you've got to do is tell us if it's one of these three people. Is it a hairdresser who lived in Froxfield, Wiltshire? Is it a car insurance saleswoman from Plumstead? Or is it a cook cadet on the TV show Planet Cook on CBBC? I'm saying going to just say one. The hairdresser in Froxfield. I don't know where Froxfield is. No. <laughs> It's incorrect. It was actually the car insurance, car insurance saleswoman from Plumstead. She's lying. <laughs> I've never bought car insurance. <laughs> when we said Ruby Wax is coming on dish, George, who works in the dish office, was like, have I got a story about Ruby Wax? And the story was, my mum spoke to Ruby Wax on the phone to sell her car insurance. I never bought it. That's how good yeah. she was. <laughs> 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 and for that, just There's that a bag. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, um, Ruby, that was. Thank you. Oh, my God. Canned goods. <laughs> <laughs> no, this looks delicious. Thank you. Ruby, thank Pleasure. you so much. That was so, thank so you. fun. Thank Thanks. you for coming to really us. Um, yeah. I'm not as well as I thought I was. The book from Ruby Wax. Oh, Available I thought that you were going to tell. I'm not as well as I thought I was. was a personal comment. No, I'm, that it, it is, but it's also your book. It's both. It's both. Ruby Wax, everybody! Coming up next week, we have podcasting legends, big in the game, Chris and Rosie Ramsey join us on Dish. Should we talk about your podcast? <laughs> yeah! Um, over 100 million downloads. Nearly 150. Your idea, you came, yeah, yeah you did idea. it. Yeah. I famously poo-pooed it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I poo-pooed it. How many it, times do you remind him of that? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Every argument. You're living this life because of me. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to recreate today's dish for your friends or family or maybe a stranger in the street, head to waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. That is where you'll find all the meals we've ever made on the podcast. Follow Dish wherever you get your podcast so you'll get it delivered to your device every week. And if you enjoy it, please leave us a great review. If you don't, listen to something else. <laughs> we can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela, wherever they are, to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.